I think my confusion about it and people's sort of gaslighting me into me being the weird one when a woman immediately like wants to gag on my dick when, you know, we've just met. I just think I don't think I'm the crazy one here. I think most people just don't think about it this much and just do what they want in the bedroom, what feels right, what, you know, is sort of culturally negotiated. Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. On today's show, we'll be talking prone bones, free use fantasies, whether sex is good exercise, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Keith. I can see you're unpacking something over there. This is going to feel rehearsed, but it's not. What are you What are you doing? Well, so I got um, I've, I'm a reviewer for Bed Bible now of um. <clears throat> sex toys and I got my first <laughs> delivery now I mean I got two things here one is a thing of lube which I'm actually frankly not that interested in what kind um, is it oil based or water based oh lord so you're more interested in the lube that's it's, well, it's still it's in plastic the first thing you told me about so far so we'll see fair point I got well the yeah the, uh, I gotta unwrap uh, let me just unwrap it and then I'll look at it in a bit right. um the the more the one I was uh, more immediately drawn to was the nine inch purple ribbed glass dildo Okay, our listeners uh, won't be able to enjoy this, but can you hold any, that up to the camera for yeah, me? Yeah, it's in a bag, so I'm taking it out of the bag for the first time here. And uh, wow, wow, it's kind of cold to the touch. It's got it is ribbed. It's let's see, nine inch. I guess that's nine inches long. This is around the length of my penis, I guess. What do those ribs do? Is it as they sort of go in and out, they rub against the clit and and sensationalize it? I mean, I don't obviously have any direct experience in the only orifice. I could use it on my mouth, I guess, but the only other one is one I'm probably not going to use it on. Um, I, yeah, I think <laughs> it's probably to create, I, I got to think like G-spot stimulation, right? Sort of like a, a wave. The tip would be more, well, I guess not. Yeah, you can sort of get past the G-spot with the tip and then use this makes me things. think. This makes me think of one of those, uh, have you ever watched The Lockpicking Lawyer? No. He's on TikTok. But he's on YouTube as well. It's this guy. It's this guy. People send him locks, and he basically demonstrates that like any lock can be picked in like five seconds. Okay. I've seen content yeah. like this. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, one of the typical lock picking tools is a rake, and the rake is basically to you stick it in the lock, and it, it pushes up a different. It has waves on it that basically will push up the different tumblers, different amounts, so then you can get them to lock into place and turn the lock. This actually makes me think of that. It's it has the same sort of form where it's it's kind of undulating uh, ribs, so you can kind of use it to unlock your your a girl's vaginal pussy, pleasure apparently. yes huh. and then there's and then at the other end there's this bead which makes it look although i think it's just supposed to be a handle i think it is yeah. uh, where there's no ribs but i mean it makes me think of those ones where like now nah, it can't be where like two women could use it on each other where one's jams sorry jams no, the wrong it's, not word, it's not that it's okay. just because if there's lube on it it can be hard to grip and so it's it's like uh it's like the end of a baseball bat sort of so this is sort of interesting so sliding look, down Look at how my hand is around it. Notice how my thumb is overlapping my fingers. Yes. See that? And you yeah. see generally the width. This is much narrower than a penis, right? Yeah. That does seem a little bit, you know, the circumference, the diameter is kind of. I think so. Potentially not great. Yeah. Sorry, I think. Of, there is nothing for me to resume. Yeah. Mm. My uh, Amazon Echo device wanted to weigh in there. Anyway, it's a nice purple uh, thing. We'll have to get some, uh, some. Are you uh, going to introduce that into your bedroom? I told my wife that, uh, so I had to go pick this up and, um, I had to get a <clears throat> PO box, um, 
an airsats PO box, not really a PO box. There's this service where you can pay like $10 a month and get basically they'll deliver stuff to an office and, and you can come pick it up. It's kind of a okay. clever service anyway. And the reason why, of course, is because I didn't want this stuff getting mailed to my real address, my real name and so forth. Yep. Um, so, uh, I use my stage name, Mike Johnson. I think you're Keith Smith. That's right. That's right. Um, so anyway, I am uh, Keith Smith. so I had to go get it because there was a snafu with it getting delivered, it being a new setup. And my wife was like, what, why are you, where are you going? You know, Saturday morning. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just picking something up. Then I came back with this box. She's like, oh, what, what did, what did you get? And I was like, and I told her <laughs> and she's, she, she was sort of interested actually. So yeah, did her eyes get, get wider or she was actually seemed interested. So we'll see. All right. She said, that well, sounds fun. Like, okay. If you decide, I'm trying to think, I was going to say, if you decide you don't want to use it, I'll take it and see if I can find somebody who's interested in giving it a shot. But yeah, I okay. don't think I want it. I mean, technically I could use it after you'd used it, but there's something yeah, it that is glass. a little bit. It is Put definitely it cleanable. Yeah. It's cleanable oh, yeah, in a yeah. way that would I could not differentiate it between a new one. I mean, I have already touched the ribs and so I forth. Know, so, I, I mean, that, that happened. But, that crossed my mind. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm a, 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 one of their official reviewers now, so I do expect to continue, to, assuming that I fulfill my function of having GPT write reviews. Just kidding. Writing reviews myself <laughs> for it. Uh, then I think we'll continue to get toys. So no worries there. Right, right. All right. Well, let's move on. By so, the way, it's hard as a guy. Oh, it's hard as a guy to get to do this. I, I'm actually sort of proud of myself that as a man, I mean, for a woman to get to be a sex toy reviewer, pretty easy, I think. But for a man, not not trivial. Like nobody yeah, wants to hear what men have to say. So. We're heroes in the sex space. You know, we're big. It's big sort of true. Celebrities now. We are the uh, the except for that guy who like has two uh, two stars on iTunes and for some reason is above us. <laughs> yeah. We're the number. We are the number one male hosted. Uh, sex and relationship podcast. So. Have you listened to his show? I should do that just for. I listened to a bit of it. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. So I can't remember if it was our last episode or when it was. It was, it was recent. We were uh, talking about condoms and when to bring it up with a partner. And oh yeah, it was with uh, I believe it was with Celeste Moore when we okay. interviewed her, and she was saying that. Uh, she gives this spiel about how she is, you know, really sensitive about her health, and you know, if at some point they become some sort of like a longer term thing, then they can both get STD tests, and then at some point after that, they could uh, forego the use of of condoms. But before that, she strongly insists on it. Uh, it's great policy. It's very healthy and safe. Uh, I think a better time to bring this up then once you're in the bedroom is when you are maybe at dinner, maybe on a date where you are not sure which direction things are going to go that evening, because Hmm. merely bringing up the topic sort of introduces it into the, you know, constellation environment of, of, of topics. And you might be able to pick up something from the woman about whether she's interested in having sex with you that evening. What do you think about that? Okay. So I think that's possible. Um, and I think it's a kind of a clever move. So essentially the guy, so, um, why don't we role play this a little bit? Like what would, do you want to be the, since you're the one who deploys this technology, why don't you, uh, say what you would say as if I was the the date and we're at dinner and it's say the second date and it's not clear if we're going to be having sex. I'm just sort of curious, like how this, how the pattern actually works, because 
importantly, like, I mean, it could be deployed in a way where it just would turn the woman off almost immediately. Like, you know, yeah. hey, what's your, what's your take on condoms or something like yeah. that's not That's not where you're going, right? No, I think the trick is to sort of vilify other less mature men. So you can say okay. something like, yeah. Is it true that most men would just have sex with you without even talking about birth control or protection? And so then, then highly likely the response is something like, you would not believe some of the experiences I've had, like guys who seem totally mature and then they just just don't seem to care about that. Like what's, yeah, and then maybe she might say, why, why do you bring that up? I would, well, and then you can, I mean, depending on the response, you might say something like, Gosh, that's crazy. I mean, are you on birth control? Does that even matter? Like it's a first encounter. Like you could be worried about disease and then Wait, are you are you asking her in that case if she's on birth control or are you still yes. playing? No, I'm asking her. Do oh, you want me to repeat you, what I just said. No, no, okay. Okay. That just feels really quick. So you basically the first thing of the pattern was have you heard this thing about guys not using condoms? And then the second thing when she sort of agrees that it's male behavior is crappy, you then ask her if she's on the pill. Yeah, but the it's the intonation is important and okay. that that's not like the consequential part of that inquiry is important. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not actually asking. That was th- This is the point. I was trying to figure out if you're asking her if she's on birth control or if you're just saying like, this could be a question that might arise. Right. Like, <laughs> well, which is, you it? can say something like, I mean, it doesn't okay. even matter if you're on birth control, like there's still the mm-hmm. disease risk, right? And Got then it. they'll okay. probably okay. offer it or in their response, if they don't offer it, yeah, you can just read the room and, and get a lot of information. Did, have you ever deployed, I mean, I don't know how many times you've deployed this tactic, but I feel like there's a little bit of an IQ test component here in that when you said, when you started saying it, I thought in my, the small part of my brain that was female before I was before I became male in the gestation process, mm-hmm. I immediately had this reaction of like, oh, he wants to fuck me. <laughs> like, like I, I could see, I could see, like I, I could actually see like a couple moves ahead on the chessboard, like what you were doing. I think every date a woman ever goes on is built on that premise. I don't think you mm, can like, interesting. I don't think you can materially dial that back without coming off probably as beta in the first place. So, and this is probably a male gaze problem where, where the issue fundamentally is that if I get the sense that a guy wants to fuck me, I really don't like that because I'm not gay. Uh, whereas for her, like that's actually, you know, it's like, that's why she's there on some level. She wants to start a relationship, which she expects will be sexual as as well as other things. Okay. So yeah, I, I think that's often, by the way, a problem guys have in interpreting these situations is that because we are so, I calling it male gaze to sort of poke fun at like the feminist notion around male gaze, but like. Yeah, there's this thing where men find sex with men gross, hetero men do. And yeah. so anything that's leading that direction, we think, well, why would you ever want that? And it's like, well, actually, women do want that sometimes, which is you know, good for us, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it seems maladaptive except for the kids so, thing, but apparently women Well, like and it. also- yeah. So what, uh, well, I mean, this, this, uh, if this purple ribbed dildo is any guy, like there's something they get out of it. It's not a vibrator for the clit after all people buy it. Although maybe it's only men who buy it. That's why she sent it to me. Uh, the, but, so how, I mean, I assume you've deployed this tactic more than twice or more than once or something and how what, sure. can you give any sort of sense to our listeners? What the, uh, the hit rate or like just what happens? Well, the tactic here is a general strategy, which is to 
bring up turn the sex. Yeah, you're like sort of vilifying other men. You're turning the conversation toward a sex thing where they can express, you know, sort of despair with other experiences they've had. And then you can reassure them that like, look, uh, yeah, like I definitely use permission unless we had like a care a permission. I would definitely use protection unless we had a, you know, careful conversation about that beforehand. And, you know, I would want to understand whether or not you're on birth control, you know, when the last time you've been tested is. And yeah, like just, it, it's basically impossible to go through a conversation like that without finding out whether or not they're on birth control and when the last time they've had an STD is, uh, STD test is. Yes, but the, okay, so so in generally what you're doing is you're just um, uh, sort of oiling the the bowling alley, so so to speak, for um, her feeling way more comfortable about maybe going to the bedroom with you because she now feels confident that like you're that there's this there's this question mark that you're just removed basically Correct. she knows, she feels comfortable um however she, she doesn't of- need to worry about the th- experience that she normally has where you know the pants come off and then suddenly there's a exposed penis and it's yeah the, the conversation hasn't been had right i know um, which i but- know what the second thing you're going to say is but go ahead well, I don't think you do, but uh, the maybe you're going to say yeah, it, would, it has a negative impact as well, a potential negative. I'm going to say I'm going to say that the the Magnus Carlson or perhaps Judith Polgar uh, among dating women would uh, realize that uh, this implies that you have a very you're a very experienced dater. Yeah, but I think that's another thing <laughs> that women just assume. Right, like that. The guys are very. Like I'm 42, right? Like I'm not 23. If I were 23, there might be some benefit in like pretending to be coy and like not knowing how things work. But at 42, like women know generally that I want to have sex. And or if I was dating people who are like really church going or whatever, then maybe. But yeah, like the kind of women I date, like I don't think there's any ambiguity about that anyway. The kind of women. And if there is ambiguity about that, you're not getting laid in the first place. Like if they're looking for somebody who. Uh, is sheepish or inexperienced in in this regard, then you're probably not getting laid on an early date. Okay, is that what you thought I was going to say, more or less? I no, I thought you were going to say something around the idea of um, making things explicit can take away some of the impulsiveness, and there could be some. No, I th- that that on that one, I think that assuming that she does not. A perceive you as like kind of a playa, or B to your point, like she's just like, look, this guy's old enough that he's had enough relationships, so like that's not something I'm worried about. Uh, I think that it could only pretty much help because you're you're essentially reassuring her that in that other room something terrible is not going to happen. It's like it's like actually a really really good signaling. Uh, that's methodology. the attempt. Yes, this reminds me of the time uh, when I was in college that I went to see. A, I was my my gay as I learned. Uh, <clears throat> guy who the professor who lived in our dorm uh wanted to go to a movie with me um and i didn't know i didn't i was pretty young i didn't know he was gay anyway the movie was i think called booty call and it was all about it was a terrible comedy from like the 90s i remember and it was all movie. about um, it's like the okay, Wayne brothers i think it was all about like getting a condom and like at some point watching the movie i was like this <laughs> this dude wants to fuck me <laughs> why was a gay professor allowed to live in a dormitory that that's like uh that's that's almost worse than the catholic church well i mean that's pretty uh uh non uh non accepting of different lifestyle or um 
genetic traits, whatever you want to call it, of you. Okay. Yeah. Why is a professor allowed to live in a dormitory? A lot of colleges, they have sort of a professor who kind of oversees each dorm and kind of like is there to ask, answer questions and stuff. And yeah, that didn't strike me. I, on some level, I think your question boils down to why is like a man allowed to fill that role? Um, maybe, but anyway. Yeah. You, you, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a reasonable question to ask, like, should men be allowed to coach like high school women's sports teams? Yeah. I mean, he was, I, to be fair, uh, look, okay. I have no idea if he actually, he, he did want to see the movie with me. I have no idea if he was actually coming on to me. I, I, I it's possible. I'm not sure how the movie got selected. And he was in general, like a very nice and helpful man who never sure, did sure, anything sure, sure. weird, weird to or right. with me. But yeah. But it just reminds me of that because the movie was all about like condom usage. Right, is, right, right. Yeah. Is this a Trojan horse? So you could like take your date to that movie and be like, oh man, those condoms, I love them. Right. You say, uh, you know, at dinner, you could say, you know, I'm already wearing a condom. I have one on right now. I have to go pee. I'm going to try to unroll it. <laughs> to make sure that since I got out of the shower and rubbed my dick with alcohol, that it has no exposure to any possible contaminants. That's right. I like, but uh, I like your tactic of just basically saying, those guys who don't like condoms, what's wrong with them? Essentially. I you know. fairly often in the past have had the experience where a woman is like, I'm on birth control. We don't need to use condoms. For the first encounter? Yeah. And like what, even, did, even without a conversation about it, do you, are you willing to say what happens next or not? Cause I could see you wanting to I, no man, like, let's just stipulate that no man <sighs> like conduct. So, yeah. so this hasn't happened recently. So I'm absolved of any okay. current disease risk, but, uh, I think in the past I've used condoms most of the time, but I definitely can't say that I have all of the time. Interesting. Interesting. Do you ever, so in the case which, but which in, in case it's not explicitly clear, is really stupid because if you know that they're letting you have sex with them without a condom, they have likely, and as great as I am and as drawn to me as they may be, it's at least probable that they've let other people have sex with them without a condom. Recently. Yeah. Right. Um, possibly within the last 24 hours. Okay. Um, so then you're, you're mixing your guys with his guys. But the, uh, in, in that on, case, so it's probably not contagious yet. So a couple questions about that. When that happens, do you uh, typically ejaculate inside the young woman, her vagina? In other words, do you do the act? That this doesn't happen often baby? enough that that's that there's any kind of trend line here. All righty. Um, and when this has happened, uh, do you have you had uh, occasion to sort of regret it the day after or two days after? Be like, dang it, maybe I I may now have herpes or something. Herpes you can get by the way with a condom. So maybe that was a bad example. Are you asking um, if I've ever had an STD? No, I'm not at all asking that. I'm asking whether the day after you sort of are like, I should have worn a condom. Do you regret it at all? Especially oh, because I'm stuff. worried I may have gotten them pregnant or something? I don't understand any the question. It. Yeah, any of it. Basically, is it something you, you know, obviously in the moment you get an orgasm that's maybe one or two points better, you enjoy the experience better, but I'm just curious whether you then subsequently come to regret that just just emotionally, not because something bad happens. You just well, are... are yeah, at home the next day and you're like, fuck, that was stupid. No, I don't think so. I'm not, <laughs> I'm just like super hyper rational. Like I don't, okay. If, if I've done something that incurs like some sort of X percent risk, you know, let's say I've right. done something that incurs like a, you know, 1% risk that I got someone pregnant or, a, you know, it's probably even smaller percent risk of contracting an STD. I, I think some people would just like perseverate over that until they find out whether or mm -hmm. not either of those things happen. Like you, you read about people who, you know, take plan B almost prophylactically. Um, yeah. and I, uh, I, uh, I think that, um, 
if we if we had any sort of like people that were kind of famous in pop culture listening to this podcast, this would be more helpful. But I think we could coin a term there. We will talk about micro morts, which is the standard term for one in a million chance of dying. So like riding a motorcycle a certain distance has like a few micro morts because motorcycles are quite dangerous. This could be like a micro drip for drip dick. <laughs> so you'd be like, that yeah. girl, I just, I had a sex with a girl without a condom. I think I incurred 10 micro drips. Yeah. I don't know how to evaluate the risk of various people. <laughs> Probably the younger, uh, if they're younger, they're more likely to be sexually active, but they're less likely Actually, I think the only thing that matters with STDs is how sexually active they've been in the last few months. I have no idea. Maybe, yeah, it'd be interesting most to know women, how many... Most women don't carry chlamydia. They can, and men can carry various sexual diseases for a long time, but right. most women figure it out within fairly short order. Not all. Which is ironic most. because the female, you'd think it would be more hidden in the woman because it's in it's inside. And the guy, I think guy they're symptomatic. I think they're symptomatic yeah. in ways that men's often aren't. Men it's those, often aren't. those mucous membranes. It's rough. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, okay, so folks, wear condoms. That's a good idea. Yeah. Even wearing a condom is probably one micro drip. Why? Per, per sex act. Oh, because oh, like you, you can get herpes. herpes or something. Right. Yeah. 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 And there, you know, it could rip. There are various things that can happen. It might right. be, it's probably more than a micro drip, actually. I mean, it's probably more like a hundred, honestly, like one in 10,000. Anyway. It's probably it's, more I mean, than that for herpes, right? Like, isn't herpes probably really one common? micro drip? One micro drip is probably just each day you have some small chance of getting gonorrhea just from like touching something. <laughs> I mean, a millionth of a toilet seat. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I I had a well. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, I wanted to talk about the use of oral sex and its cadence in typical sexual encounters. So. Oral on the man, woman, both? Oral on the man. Mm, perfect. So we've, we've danced around this a little bit in the past, but I want to like codify it more because I'm committing to letting women, letting, uh, yeah, letting women go down on me more in future sexual encounters. And, and I you've also expressed an interest in uh, being the active participant. So sort of, uh, uh, you know, face fucking more. As well? Sure, that's something that's but that's not relevant to this too? conversation. Okay, so that's too bad. I are like people part. when people have like a sexual encounter? Or at least, I often have the experience that before penetration has occurred, the woman will try to go down on me. Now, what is going on here? I don't think I'm supposed to to come. So, is there like some amount of time that's the appropriate amount of time to let them do that? Are they doing that to like <laughs> help me get hard? Like what is going on there? Like well, when I go down on a woman, there's like at least some possibility that, but yeah, like I'm, I'm down there to like help them reach orgasm if possible. Some can't, some won't, some can sometimes. Um, but that's, that's always a possibility. But when yeah. a woman is going down on me, you know, as sort of the opening pawn move of a sexual encounter, I don't think I'm meant to. Yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to come. Um, I think in general that's correct. Although it wouldn't. I mean, it depends on what else has happened beforehand. Like in other words, it depends on where you are in the encounter. So supposed to is like kind of a loaded term, but I mean, I, I think that in many cases it would be acceptable for you to do so. Um, but I think that generally, um, the 
the thing that's going on. Number one is that women uh, enjoy uh, what they what you would term foreplay. So they know that their experience is heightened dramatically by having various other things happen. So, so in some ways you could, you could view it as like, um, and I could see myself saying this, you know, you know, it's so annoying when I go to have sex with a woman, she always wants to spend some amount of time kissing my mouth first. And that's just irritating. Like, why don't we just immediately fuck, which actually I sort of feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, because I, I've got some problems, but, yeah. uh, the, there you can see it's kind of obviously i think it's more obvious to you because it's you view it as more of like a reciprocal activity right she's getting something out of it because right okay so yeah you're both okay so then we so so the first thing is just like this general thing of like there's a cadence and like the act is supposed to last more than like five minutes you know you're supposed to like do this and that and the other thing and sort of explore and enjoy each other okay so that's one thing and 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 also like the woman women know their own life experience more than men's and so you know, they know that for them having foreplay activities makes the arousal go up. And in fact, fact, it does for them as well, but they would, they would assume that you enjoy the same thing. You like it to take more time, not less. The second thing is that, and this is the part that you don't like, is that they actively enjoy the uh, role play involved in going down on you. And that has, and so, and so, (laughs) yeah, but do they want me to come or not? And I think the answer is often not. I don't think they care that much. I don't think that that's not that important. <sighs> I mean, they might because they don't, because in most cases, if the woman is being honest, our most recent interview subject aside um, uh, from last episode, uh, we, um, women are getting most of their pleasure from manual or oral stimulation for them. And so they don't like the PIV side is fine, but it's not, you know, it doesn't, they, they're probably not that, uh, wedded to the idea of exactly where, like, they don't care where your cum goes. Like there's like a Dave Chappelle bit about this. They don't, they don't care. Men want them to care, but they don't. Um, but regardless, okay. But you, so you're, 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 you're seeing and understanding the notion that there's a role play element. Like they like the idea that they're like eh, going down and sucking your dick. Like they're, 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 they're taking on that role. Like they're yes, now inferior they, or whatever, if submissive. They, if they do it to completion, then the end of that chapter of sexual act is over. Well, that's fine. What's wrong with that? Like, why do you see that as a problem? Well, they may have been wanting more. No, they don't care. Like, wh- yeah. what do you mean by more? They wanted, they wanted the PIV? Sure. I mean, or like, whatever like, was going to come after this early blowjob. Okay. So a couple things about that. Number one, I mean, okay. It, it matters what's happened. I said this before. It matters what happened before the blow. Like, so if the, if, 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 if the first, if the absolute first thing that happens, like you're kissing, you're on the couch, whatever. And she's like, oh, you're going to love this. And she takes your pants off and like starts sucking your cock and nothing yes. has happened to her vagina. Is that what you mean? Sure. Okay. In that case, I think it would be impolite for you to, to ejaculate because she hasn't received any stimulation. That, yes, I was assuming it was sort of more contextual. Like, let's say she has had an orgasm through, say, manual stimulation. Then I think yeah, she would sure. care. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Or, or care case. much, much, much less. Yeah. Okay. So your question fundamentally is around like she's still clothed, basically. Sure. No. No. I don't. No. I think that most sexual experiences for me, especially like the first ones before I've given them like my thesis on why I'm not crazy about blowjobs is something like you're making out, like maybe you're onto the couch, right? And then 
you go to the bedroom and the clothes come off and like they just yeah there's like this like obligatory we could argue about the word use of the word obligatory but like their first move is almost always to try to put my dick in their mouth and i think that's right that makes total sense to me like if i was a woman that's what i would do Isn't yeah that what but you, you were do? asking like oh are her clothes still on like have you like done what no it doesn't matter be because clear. like the beginning of almost every single sexual chapter okay. is the, the okay. woman are trying to put their cock in your mouth and so, so i don't know exactly what you... what's happened before that it varies but in general that is always a, a super early move in the context almost always feels like if i came this would be massively inappropriate i don't think so but the if i were a woman i think that's what i do, do you if you were a woman there's something else you would do first like what would you do first no i think that's fine but oh, okay uh, okay i think it's preferred i, I think, think it's the are, obvious first i move. think there are lots of things that i am confused about blowjobs that are just like basically unspoken and like because there's just like this culturalization around it and like these patterns that have emerged like other people don't think about it but like i think it's obvious that most men are thinking somewhat dominant maybe even misogynistic thoughts when they're getting blown and that feels a little bit weird to me and being confused about that in light of you know various trends in feminism in our outside the bedroom lives like i think it's not wild to be confused about that likewise okay. this sort of like pattern where women will go down on you and you're supposed to like i guess enjoy it but not too too much there's you know you're like feathering some line and then you're going to like do some other things and then maybe you'll finish by having her go down on you or maybe with piv or maybe in some other way yeah like these things aren't immediately obvious to me about like what the order and what the sort of proper cadence is. And I think okay. it's reasonable to be confused about this, but most people think I'm crazy when I ask questions around this. It is a little crazy, but the, uh, but I the, think it's, uh, I think it's reasonable and everyone else is like basically unable. Yeah. They're unable to see it. it yeah. Yeah. I don't have a great analogy here that can like sort of cement my point, but I don't think okay. I'm the crazy one. Okay. So let, let me say a few things here. I'm ready. First of all, uh, you're in an early encounter, maybe even a first sexual encounter with the woman, although not necessarily, but let's just say it's because that's sort of where you're going. You're saying like, this is what happens at the beginning when you don't have a cadence that's been developed between you and yeah. the partner. Yeah. In such an early encounter, the reality is in spite of what women will grandstand that most of the time it's for the man, the man's going to have more physical pleasure in the situation than the woman. The woman is pretty unlikely to orgasm. So she's so there's so there's yeah, there's an element of that. I don't hang on. Hang I on. don't want the answer to this to just be that like women don't like sex, right? Like that's not, no, that's not assume she likes sex. Assume that she's like there because she actually wants to have a satisfying sexual encounter. She's not there because she likes me and wants to go on a second date. She's there because she likes sex. Well I, I mean, okay. But that's like that's the, the problem there is that you're 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 actually sort of denying female psychology, right? I mean, like the the uh, the, the, the that that part of look, if you told her there will be no second date, you were like like Rocky and Apollo Creed at the end of the the only good the first Rocky movie where he says there ain't gonna be a rematch. Like <laughs> she she wouldn't uh she wouldn't want to have sex with you. Like if you're like this is it, this is your one chance at at Keith. <laughs> She'd be like, no. So, I mean, it's sort of important to her psychology to acknowledge that she is interested in in in, in having a relate forming in, in almost all yeah. cases in forming a relationship okay. with you. Yeah. Um. But 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 I don't think that it's right that she doesn't like what's happening. That's not right either. I mean, she, you know, it, she can be enjoying it. 
I'm just saying that like she's comfortable with the notion that that first or early encounter is going to be physically pleasure speaking mostly about you. Okay, there's a couple other things I want to say. One is she's not um <clears throat> going to be comfortable. Like so there are other things that she could do. She could like sit on your face immediately. Okay, she's not going to be comfortable doing that because she, because women are not typically in the sexual setting going to be that forward. There might be some that would, but it's going to be yeah. less common. Yeah. Um and so it's so so she's looking for an activity that she can do that's primarily about sort of elevating you and you know, just just adopting the sort of traditional she's more submissive, you're more dominant role. In addition to that, um, so there's that these are all sort of intellectual things where she's thinking, oh, well, this is primary. He's, you know, this is this is this is Keith time. You know, we're gonna make yeah. Keith happy here, which I think yeah. is a, is very much a real thing. But in addition to that, um, I think that so okay, for the man, the experience of transitioning from a situation where you sort of bust a move on her on the couch, you caused you guys to move to the bedroom and then she let's say um uh th th like she then demands some pleasure or something like that that's like much less contextually sensical than basically her continuing the process of moving from this situation where maybe you were at a restaurant together she was dressed up very nicely over to she's sucking your cock like this is a very evocative transition that the women the woman 100% enjoys as well like being able yeah. to move from you know she put her best makeup on she did her hair really nicely to now she's just sucking your cock and she that yeah i mean like i i actually that like i think if i were a woman i would actually enjoy that experience of like trend that transition and it makes a much bigger transition if she's doing that than if she's sort of taking charge in the sex act. Like it's like she's surrendering. And I think like so, that surrender is very powerful actually. Okay. And I, I agree that it may well be the case that most women strongly prefer being submissive in the bedroom. But mm -hmm. it is not weird for me to think that that dichotomy of all this women empowerment stuff and strength and all this stuff and the way that most women appear to appear to enjoy behaving in the bedroom, that dichotomy, that paradox is not weird for me to be confused about. But almost everybody I talk to about this thinks I'm, you know, yeah, there's something wrong with me. I think it isn't weird, particularly in today's context. I, I was I was watching, a, a sadly, uh, my great peril on TikTok, I was granted a, a given, provided a video of Dr. Phil. And in this Dr. Ish. Phil episode, it was, it was this terrible situation where like it was incest and like the, this girl's brother had basically sexually abused her when she was younger. So that's horrible. Like nobody, you know, it's awful. But, but it, it, the way the context was portrayed is sort of what you're doing, which is like, it's, it's like, I, I, yeah, it's the way thing I think of is like this sort of weird male gaze thing. Like basically the hidden presumption in what you're saying is that like experiencing life in, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to why the Dr. Phil thing is relevant in a second, but experiencing life in this sort of more submissive way that there's something wrong with that or that's not okay or it's it's weird or it's other. Um, and the reason why the Dr. Phil thing is relevant is because the, the strong overriding presumption was that this experience this girl had, and actually like I, I actually would be reluctant to to differ with that just because it's so socially messed up to suggest that it's not a horrible thing that she experienced. But then when you think about it, it's like, you know, like, um, okay, yeah, you, your brother shouldn't molest you. Yeah, that's horrible. But 
like having sex with a man is not horrible. And like, I think actually our culturally, there is this vibe that it is horrible. So like having sex with a man is horrible and shameful. And that I think is sort of a male gaze thing. And so like that, I think you're perpetrating, like you're saying, oh, I, oh, feminists want to elevate women. But then at the very same time, you're taking this extremely like kind of natural female role and saying, uh, and devaluing it. I don't know if I'm devaluing it or saying it's weird or other or wrong. I'm saying it is at least reasonably inconsistent with the patterns and drives outside of the bedroom that we've witnessed over the last 50 years, especially. And thinking about this and being, you know, sort of confused about like what the way things should be is at least not crazy. What it's, if, what if a woman, reasonable. what if a woman came on this podcast and said that she was sick and tired? She just, uh, let me hang on. I've got to get, I've got to, I'm trying to reverse the roles here. So mm-hmm. men are, uh, women, women, she doesn't like the man being on top. She's like, look, this is just the standard male role of dominance. The man's just fucking me. And she just doesn't like that act because it just portrays it. It, it reverses, you know, it's, 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 she, she just, she feels embarrassed for the guy because he's just this brute, this King Kong who's mounting her. Yeah. And so she will only have sex in the female superior position because that, or she just can't enjoy the male superior position. Yeah. Because that is more, you know, reasonable it's not like making the guy into this awful brute that's just pounding away at her lower pelvis okay, yes, like, what would you say I got it. okay i, I would say to, it's fun to keep going i would say that sounds reasonable right like i would be yeah i mean yeah like i i think that is like sort of consistent with other patterns that we're seeing <laughs> in culture like i wouldn't be surprised to hear that and it's the absence of basically any women that prefer that in the bedroom that is confusing to me what Really? Yes. I mean, this this sounds like somebody who's like who you, you okay. Like, let me let me try to say this another way. You have this like let's say that you knew that women were always dominant. <laughs> women were always submissive in the bedroom. They're just always submissive in the bedroom, and they really like being submissive. That's like the maximum yes. way that they like feel fulfilled. For many and, women, that's true. But go on, yeah. Okay. And now I said, okay, now in real life, you know, okay, life outside the bedroom, mm-hmm. all women want to feel empowered. And be, you know, allowed to make decisions and to be saying what to do and to be in control. I think it would be, that would not be my intuition, given what I understand about them in the bedroom. So, um, one thing I would say, and uh, this is getting dangerous, feather, by the way, <laughs> a feather in our caps here is I think that what people do when the, when other people aren't looking is more revealing of what of what the truth is than what they do when other people are looking. So, when people are worried about yeah, being judged. You understand what I'm saying. And in the, so therefore people's behaviors and attitudes when they're having sex are actually pretty telling. Maybe this is why like Freud was so obsessed with it. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's because he was just a dirty old man. But uh, with, yeah, the, the things that people do in sex actually tell you a lot about what their core drives are, what, they core, what their core beliefs are. But then when they get into the boardroom of a company or whatever, they're going to make up a bunch of, of nonsense. And so the thing you're saying, like to me, what, what, what comes out of that is I say, yeah, society has it. First of all, when you say all women, that's obviously I know, wrong. There I know, are many. I know. Like you can you can go back to 1930 and find women who um, were like in silent films and were like these ba- basically operating very much feminine in a feminist way. You know, you could go back to the 1800s and find that too. So there always have been women that behaved like that. But for for the for for say more than 75 percent of women, 
I think actually a more passive, like a more traditional role actually is more comfortable and, and feminism doesn't do them that much good. And it comes out in places like the bedroom. And it's, I feel sort of bad for them that like society is telling them that this feeling they have deep inside themselves is wrong. Just like if society, well, actually, frankly, when a society tells men that masculinity, like it's like boys in junior high who are acting out in class, you know, there's a whole thread about that, about, you know, the, the, the war on boys. And it's kind of the same right. thing. It's like, oh, you can't act like, all right, but yep, it, all right. Just hurts. my turn. Stop. Go ahead. Okay. You're basically saying that this paradox that I observe, that the cultural trends outside of the bedroom and what I've observed inside the bedroom and how they are incongruent and incon inconsistent with each other <laughs> are, are, is actually, there is no paradox because what the actual paradox is that what women went outside the bedroom is more similar to what they want inside the bedroom. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I think, I think more than, like I said, 75% of women would be so, happier in a world where they could be okay. like a stay at home mom so or like have that, some kind of chill family situation. Okay. Not hundred so percent, not hundred percent. Fine, of course. Be that as it may, that is not the overarching narrative forced on us by pop culture. That's right. Right now. And so that I am a little bit confused about this is sort of natural. And I'm, you know, when I'm with a new sexual partner, it's strange that, you know, we have to do this hypothetically charade outside the bedroom. Um, and then like, once we're in the bedroom, we're supposed to like revert back to like, you know, caveman times. I, I could see that being confusing. Yeah. I bet, I bet it's confusing it's for women too. actually confusing to me. I think I understand this and the nuance of like what women are being told to do by pop culture and like what their actual base desires are versus what they want in the bedroom versus what they're being told they want in the bedroom. Like, I think I understand the nuance around all these issues way better than other people. I think about mm -hmm. it a lot. We talk about well, it but have a you, lot. Have you considered and it is confusing. That Let me finish. Let me finish. And I think like, yeah, like I think I am actually particularly enlightened on, on this issue. And I think my confusion about it and people's sort of gaslighting me into me being the weird one when a woman immediately like wants to gag on my dick when, you know, we've just met. I just think, I don't think I'm the crazy one here. I think most people just don't think about it this much and just do what they want in the bedroom, what feels right, what, you know, is sort of culturally negotiated. And yeah, I'm just, it's, it's I sort agree. of bums me out that I can't have like good open conversations about this and sort of express, yeah, my concerns and various yeah. Yeah. I think you could, I mean, first of all, I think you are to be applauded for, oh, thank um, you. to, for, uh, acknowledging that there is some desire there that makes it so that you are participating in like making women's lives not as good if you are rejecting their advances to give you a blow because of some sort of, look, if you just don't physically like the sensations, that's actually totally different. No, I, but if you're like, if there's some, I'm, I'm, some I'm, cultural, I'm normal. Fact. I physically love the sensation. Okay. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, you're to be applauded there and I think it's too bad if you can't have, no, you are because you're, you're acknowledging you're, you're basically overriding this weird cultural narrative that's been foisted upon you. And I think it is a weird cultural narrative that's been foisted upon you. Um, it's unfortunate and probably true that you can't, that it would be challenging for me, with many younger women to have a conversation about this dichotomy without them getting upset because they would not want to be cast in the role of more submissive outside the bedroom. 
And that's something yeah. they would take great offense at. But that being said, that being said, I think that I still think that more than 75% of them would rather have be in a more traditional role. Not a hundred percent, but I think a lot of women would rather have the guy, you know, fight the dragons and they care for the kids. Like, I think that's yeah. just like, it, it, that's actually what people want. And it's not doing people, the majority of people, not everyone, but it's, but a lot of people are done not favors or harmed by that. There's a lot of, you know, psychotropic drugs that people take and so on and so forth. And you, one wonders whether some of that is around people feeling uncomfortable in the roles they've been thrust in. Yeah. And like, I think it's, I think the fact that these women want to give you a blow is kind of, it's kind of beautiful. It's like they want, they're adopting that kind of, and yeah, like if I was a woman, I would, I'm not, but I, I, I it makes sense to me. It's like, it's kind of hot. It's like they're, it, it seems like a good this, sign that women want yeah. to blow me. It's tricky. No, but it's for because, them too. No, I know. I know. It's just tricky because yeah, I'm doing all this like sort of background processing about it. That's too bad. I don't. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I wish I that. didn't. And I'm. And I'm. <laughs> I mean, I've told more you more socially aware than I am. Yeah, and implied it on this on this show. But yeah, like I'm endeavoring to be less torn about this in those. Well, you're just moments. you're more influenced, and this is, helps you in many ways, also. But you're more influenced by what society and culture uh, tell you than I am. Like I'm more of a contrarian yeah. or like a cynical or something. I think yeah. that's. <laughs> I think we that's uncontroversial, yeah. and we both agree on that. Okay. So I teased three topics in the intro. Let's see if we can get to them. Uh, the first one is about um, prone bone. So hmm. this person writes, okay, so I about had my soul stolen last night. Need, need position <laughs> advice. So soul stolen is a hyperbolic euphemism that the kids use these days to mean something was very good. Alrighty. So my partner and I have been together just over a month and he introduced me to a new position last night, prone bone, and I about lost my soul. So my question is, are there other positions similar where he doesn't have to do all the work or something that feels similar that I can do? So what about a prone bone? What what could have been happening to this woman that she was enjoying it so much? Yeah, I'll give three uh, quick quick Whoa, takes here. One three. is one Let's is go. that she um is that she's look. I mean, I'm just being realistic. Living in America, that she's probably overweight or obese, and so like prone bone, I think can just be easier to do. And mm. there are various positions where the woman has to is you know, and many women are not in good physical shape, has to hold her legs in some kind of complicated position. So there's that. So I think it's more comfortable. But are hands and two knees other things really that hard um no potentially but if you have a lot of weight in your stomach and yeah, breasts yeah, and yeah, stuff okay. i think yeah uh second is definitely um it's going to angle his penis more toward her uh belly button call it like sort of forward and so then it's very likely that that provides more clitoral stimulation or sorry more g-spot stimulation so it makes yes. sense to me that women would get something yes. out of that and the third yes. thing is Many women masturbate by rubbing their crotch against something like a bedpost, a pillow, whatever. P pillow is the most common. And so then she can actually without, she could use her hands, but she, even without her hands, she might be able to sort of roll her hips oh, forward and get some stimulation yourself. there too. Yeah. And so, and so she's getting actually like pretty, there, there are women whose anatomy is such that she's getting a lot of stimulation and there are definitely women where this is like their favorite position because of that. So, yeah, I mean, that makes, and in terms of like her wanting other positions that accomplish the same thing, I mean, like she could like be on her hands and knees and he could be sort of above her kind of thrusting more downward, but then she's going to have to use her fingers. 
Um, yeah. it's tricky. I mean, like this is a, you know, I mean like she might like have a, you know, something involving a vibrator. Yeah. I think, in, I think in the various cowgirl positions, the woman can sort of angle her, her hips or pelvis in such a way that she can adjust the angle of attack a little bit. Yeah. I think that he, um, so this would the, the an analogous position here would be reverse cowgirl, right? Because mm-hmm. she has to be facing away from him. And like, I have to be honest that I don't think that position is one that women um, prefer outside of porn. I think that position is basically a porn position for two reasons. One, that it's like very um, distant. The woman's sort of distant if she's on yeah, top. Yeah, it's mechanical. Like, you know, there's no you, yeah. there's no eye contact. It's not very intimate. And, and in my experience, uh, like because most guys' cocks don't aim kind of down in that way, the risk of like folding his cock in half is like really yeah. material and significant. Yeah. And, and, and the I'm woman can't see what she's doing at all. So yeah. the guy often in real life, somehow in porn, they don't do this, mm. but in real life, I think the guy basically has to hold the base of his cock to make sure that doesn't happen. Yes. So that's kind of inconvenient. She's definitely not going to want to slam up and down on it. Like he, I, I think the odds, um, it's dangerous. I feel like I need another, I need another like micro drip, micro something micro crack but he's micro got like each ER. thrust each each thrust he has like a reasonable chance of getting a nice um yeah nice bruise on his cock so yeah yeah this might dovetail well into the exercise conversation so she, she says yeah are there other positions where he doesn't have to do all the work i don't find prone sex or doggy style sex particularly athletic do you no but i mean i mean we both in pretty good shape so i don't yeah i mean yeah all right, let me read let me read this exercise question. Question for men. How the heck do y'all maintain literally any position other than doggy and cowgirl and be able to walk or anything afterwards? How do y'all do that? Okay. So I'm female and this is going to be weird, so stay with me. How do you guys do any position other than doggy or cowgirl and hold it? I tried to be the guy for a little bit for a little while because I didn't think I could it could possibly be that hard. I am in fantastic physical shape. I competitively run. I train constantly, so I figure it would be a walk in the park, right? No, it's not. I, like to see her running times. I'd like to be the judge if she competitively runs. She goes on. My husband was laying on the floor, dying of laughter, and my abs are on fire. My legs are all wobbly. Like what the fuck? I did it exactly the way he does it. What position? Uh, let's see here. I, I just missed that. Was she like basically yeah, simulating she missionary? Said. I tried to be the guy for a little while because I didn't think it'd be it, that hard. I mean, I'm it isn't shape. that hard. She's doing. She's doing it wrong. I, I think that women. She hasn't hips- said. Like women's hips are shaped differently in such a way. I mean, you notice this when a woman's using a strap on that she like the way they, um, I know you don't enjoy pegging porn. Look, I don't really either. So let's say with a a lesbian thing, Mm -hmm. then you could, then it's going to be more cleanly enjoyable or more broadly watchable. But, um, they're the way their hips, like their hips are oriented a little bit differently. Sure. That could make a difference. But I think the main thing I think is going on here is that she doesn't realize that, uh, the, my guess is going to be that the man in general in the missionary position has his legs actually against flush against the bed. He's not like up on his tiptoes, like a plank. Right. And she's probably misunderstanding that. Yeah. If you put your tiptoes up, like, yeah, it's gonna, you know, I could only last like 20 to 30 minutes in that position. (laughs) Right. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there are various positions that are like difficult, like Picking someone up and having sex with them is hard. Sex in the shower can be a little bit awkward. But yeah, I think for all of the standard positions, I sort of know how to like position myself so that I have a minimum amount of weight on myself. 
Um, you know what the dirty seagull is, by the way? No. <laughs> so I, at my uh, company, somebody was using a, a, a color. You know, you, people give names to colors that are used on, on in, in software. And they uh-huh. called it dirty seagull. And it was just a color of gray. And I looked it up. And the first result on Google was an urban dictionary that says, when you're fucking a girl on the beach, you pull your dick out, dip it in the sand, and stick it back in the girl. That's a dirty seagull. Anyway, I was surprised that somebody named it that. Why would and someone a, do that other than to torture his partner? No, they, it was just, it's just like a made up thing to like, but sorry, I don't know what, what about what you said made me think of the dirty seagull, but I just thought it was funny <laughs> that somebody named a color at like a, at like a kind of a woke Silicon Valley company. They named a color after this urban dictionary definition. I was like, how, how did that even happen? Presumably they didn't know. Uh, okay. But <laughs> Okay. I'm going to go yeah, with the new. It's a little suspicious. Yeah. It's a little suspicious, I'll, I'll admit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So she just needs to like figure out how to Kama Sutra herself. But, oh, but, but to be that... fair, like I'm not sure that a woman can, like women's pelvis is tilted a different direction. So like this thing that men do where we basically lie down and then we, it's sort of like, isn't there a yoga position there? What is it? Like a upward something? There's downward dog and upward mongoose. Upward facing dog. And- well, it's the thing where you, where like your 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 legs are flush with the ground, but you're uh-huh. on your arms, right? Like your elbows yeah. are straight. Yeah, that's basically the position the guy's in most of the time. I think something like that, or he could even, be, well, yeah. Let's just say I think the position she's talking about, and then he's thrusting with his with his glutes. I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, his I don't knees see why and his arms are supporting himself. Knees and legs. lower legs and feet. Yeah, yeah. right. So I, I don't see. I mean, I think that. Yeah, there'd have to be an anatomical difference for that to be harder for women. And yeah. certainly in like the doggy style position, the guy's just on his knees, et cetera. I think it might be, I mean, there's a couple ways that women can be on top. They can be on top in such a way that their knees are touching down, or they can have it so that they're sort of on their feet and squatting. The squatting one, I can imagine being a little bit tiresome. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's tiring. <laughs> yeah. But for example, if this woman was doing the squatting one and she didn't know about the knees one, that could fully explain why she thinks sex is so athletic. Right. And for completeness here, I also want to point out that uh, my commentary from from a few episodes back on uh, girls giving hand jobs, the reason why women appear to have such weak forearms for hand jobs mostly is because they're giving it to you. They're not in the same position you are in when you're mm-hmm. giving it to yourself. And if you have a woman sit behind you and give you a hand job, it's actually much easier for them. There's a natural huh. sort of like stroking motion that a woman is perfectly capable of doing for a long periods of time, but like try doing it to someone else. I have not done this or like a, you know, a, a, a broom handle, try like giving it yeah. a hand job and you'll see it's a little bit different yeah, going out like that. Okay. Yeah. I can imagine the lever it's arm not like, being properly positioned. Oh, it's the, the, like, honestly, the, 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 the arm is very well designed for masturbating a guy. <laughs> like <laughs> it, seems, it seems adaptive. Yeah, the hand like just falls naturally there, et cetera. Right, right. Um, all right, I think we have time for this free use discussion. Girlfriend wants to do free use Sundays with me, and I don't know if I really want that. Like the title said, my girlfriend is a bit kinky. Uh, she's 25, and she said she has fantasized about to be a slave recently and want to try it with me. I'm 26, lean toward vanilla and passionate sex with I love you, eye contact, stuff like that, to be honest. God. I don't mind going rough with her if she asks, but this is totally new and different. Basically, she wants me to use her body to satisfy my needs whenever I want every Sunday. Could you imagine? She'll be naked all day and I can force my dick into any of her holes and come inside 
anytime without asking in foreplay. Uh, we use daily contraception. This is starting to sound like literotica, but go on, yeah. <laughs> she wants me to go rough, even verbal <laughs> harass her and force her to do it if she refuses. She said it's just acting. I'm literally speechless. Like, this stuff is insane, at least for me. I was taught that to treat women and their bodies with utter respect, never harm them by any means. She said I have her consent and she really wants me to do it. I love her so much and want to satisfy her, but I don't know what boundaries to set, what things I should prepare for this so that she will not be hurt both physically and mentally so that we can be happy together. You well, guys I mean, I would some ideas. Yeah, like no fire. I would suggest no fire as a boundary. <laughs> no, like uh, cigarettes, burns. I dated someone uh, a while back who claimed that she was in to like fire play. It was <laughs> Jesus. It was the first time she got to my apartment. I had a blowtorch. And she mentioned that she was into that. And then... Wait, your blowtorch was for cooking, right? Yeah, it's for cooking. It's going to be the most disappointing reason possible. I don't think fire play is a thing. But anyway, I brought it up uh, with her like much later, and she denied that she had ever said that. I think she was like trying to impress me on this first okay. date or something. Anyway, okay. I don't think this man... I think this woman is saying this because he's too passive submissive and she's just like what can i do to like make oh, it so that he he tries to have sex with me more so it's she's saying this thing that she doesn't actually want but she thinks she wants because this guy is so beta generally that's what i think do you, so here. are you basically taking the position that a woman could never want this uh i think if there's some normal amount of sex happening i think hmm could never is strong I think it's yeah, strong, unusual, very low probability. Okay. Yes. I think that's, I think I agree with that, that it's not that, that in that, um, I think that, uh, he could adopt a set of behaviors that within, I think, okay, if you swapped me into his body <laughs> and I was doing, I was doing it, I it was, you know, I was doing it on purpose, right? It yeah. was adversarial. I think that within three hours, no, <laughs> one hour, I think in one hour Incredible. I could get her to be like, I could get her to be like, let's not do this anymore. Yeah. That's, and it wouldn't require fire. It wouldn't require any of that. It would just be to, she'd just be like, wait, really? Like we're right. doing this again or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, I do think that um, I would, I would suggest as a boundary here that she should make anal off limits for like eight different reasons. Like surprise anal is just not. This guy's not going to do that anyway. Okay. But I, okay. You're just saying he's not going to do any of it. He's going to come and he's going to like massage your shoulders and be like, oh. I mean, he's just, he's not. He's not the animal that she thinks she wants him to be. I would just say, hey, okay, we're doing this free play. Uh, I'm going to be Dr. Nasser, and you be one of my gymnasts. That <laughs> <laughs> would be the end. She'd be like, no. That is. She's like, but my, but my parents are over. My parents are over. I'd be like, exactly. Oh, my yeah. word. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully. I mean, it's so that, easy. Hopefully that reference goes over most of our listeners. It's heads. so easy to immediately make. That, that's the thing though. It's like, it's like when somebody says, look, just do anything. It's like, I think right. that usually means anal. Um, they don't I think want it's you to like, for anal. Yeah. they don't want you to dress up as a Nazi. They don't want you to do these, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, yeah, she, I, I actually agree with your take. She just wants him to be a little more aggressive assertive. and actually, yeah, sort of it's, it's ironically like his reaction is the problem. He's like basically telling you what the problem is. Oh, I just want to. Yeah. He's like, I like telling her I love you. And yeah, exactly. And have eye contact. Right. Like it's the, the uh, plaintiff has hung himself here. The, right. And he's, the, yeah, the he's not scratching this, the submissive itch that, that, that feeling that I can feel in my 
body when I think of the woman wanting to give you the blow. I get right. it. Like she wants to, she wants to be like a, you know, his, she wants to be owned. She wants to be owned yeah. by him. That yeah. She wants that submission. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think that, that I think this is just going to hurt her feelings more. Like she'll be all excited for Sunday and then like two Sundays will go by and he won't do anything. And it's, yeah. He know. could play it exactly right. The right. So what do you think uh, briefly, what do you think he should do to play it exactly right? Like, let's say he says, yes, I'll do this. What should he do? Huh. Yeah, I mean, he just needs to like aggressively initiate sex with her. I don't, yes. Aggressive, yeah, 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 like uh, passionately, but more than passionately, like like yep. uh, on the floor or something, and just like, right. fuck her, right? Yeah, and that's what yeah. she wants. Sunday morning would be a good time, and then do you think? Do you think that she wants? Um, this is going to be a little bit. I'm asking this a little for my own benefit. Okay. So he aggressively initiates. They're on the like hardwood floor. He fucks her. He comes inside her. What should yeah. he do next? Should he just get up? Should he just get up and leave? Well, that's the implication of the free use fantasy stuff, but that's not what she wants. What does she, she want? wants? She wants probably the normal amount of aftercare. The normal amount. So, but this guy gives a lot. Yeah, I'm not sure about that part. I'm I'm not sure <laughs> if she's generally sort of disgusted with his intimacy needs or if it's just that he's not initiating sex enough i'm not sure okay okay so you could sort of caress her and watch tiktok or something or do what i do and just run away yeah i think she would react badly to the running away but hmm. most do I mean, most do i'm reading the tea leaves of two three poorly written paragraphs here all right yeah. time to wrap it up that'll do it for another episode of your mileage may vary you can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com and if you send us feedback there, we will send you $10 for your insights. Just let us know how you'd like to be paid in the feedback email. So PayPal or Cash App or Venmo or whatever. That's also the place to ask us questions, which have a pretty good chance of being answered on air, unless you tell us you'd like us to keep it private. We thank you for your time, and we look forward to catching you next time on Your Mileage May Vary.
你。